When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Bucks Nation, and welcome to another edition of Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez. And we're, tonight we're going to get into the Cleveland Browns matchup as our Buccaneers return back to Ray J in hopes to get a win and get back on the winning track to 3-3. Three and three. The Browns are 2-3 and three as well, so we're kind of all in the same boat. Uh, this, is, this is a matchup that I am a little terrified of because it reminds me of the game back in 2016 where we played the Rams. I went to the game. We had the storm and all that stuff, rain delays, and it was a high-scoring game. And, of course, the Bucks lost to Case Keenum, so that's that. But but at least the Browns don't have Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Uh, but facing a rookie quarterback, that scares me too, given our record 1-10 in the last 11 against rookies. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, what's your thoughts about this game? I think I think it's a good game, a good opportunity for us to win, and a good opportunity for our defense to show that it has some life and some skill. I mean, so let's let's look at the Browns. Okay. They've been bad for forever. Mm-hmm. And they still don't have an identity. Like, they don't have any monsters on offense. Yeah, they drafted Baker Mayfield. I liked him. But still, he's a rookie. Yeah, we suck against rookies from what it sounds like you're saying. But it doesn't matter. Even JPP was saying, oh, he's a rookie. It's good. I'm going to get after him. He, he's going to make mistakes, and he's one of these that's like a Brett Favre. He'll throw it regardless. He mm-hmm. thinks his arm's going to get it there. He trusts himself. He has an ultimate competitor of confidence. And that's why I really liked him. But then again, on the other side, it's you can jump those routes. You can be happy and see him mess up and – you see that on tape. But um, there's Mayfield, our quarterback. Nick Chubb finally gets to start at running back. Right. Another good guy. But, again, like, are they dedicating themselves to the run? Do they have enough weapons to even pass? Again, this is where we could actually look good because we are good against the, the run. Right. And you're forcing Mayfield to start throwing the ball left and right, left and right. This could be a situation where we should, yeah. should do well. But I, I, like, I bet you would say the same. Mm-hmm. I, in my head, can see how we can win a game mm-hmm. by execution of hitting their weaknesses, like we always say every week. Right. But it's like the Bucks coaching staff doesn't know what the other team's weakness is. They just try and push their agenda, like mm-hmm. I said, I've been saying for a while. Yeah. And they, they just don't do X's and O's. They do, this is my scheme, this is what we're going to run. Yeah. And that's why I can't give, oh, we have a good chance of winning. We, we're we're going to get blown out. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what scares me because I, I don't trust the coaching staff. And it's like, yeah, I see certain matchups and certain things that, you know, the Bucks should be okay and they should be able to win. But 
then you get into what we've seen so far and the and the Bucks just don't do, you know, what they should. And that's that's the frustrating part because we have so much talent on this team. Uh, defensively, like you said, going up against a rookie quarterback, we should be able to make him get off his primary read because that's what he wants to do. And if you can do that, make him be patient back there, he's going to make mistakes. Like he's going to try, you know, to scan the field. And if it's not there right away, then we'll have opportunities to to make plays. But it's going to be on the secondary to be in their spots and not allow guys to run wide open because that's what's been happening so far. It's like guys are just uh, opposing teams are just scheming us and they're just getting people wide open because either one of our guys messes up and doesn't do their job or you have, you know, just getting beat. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just not good. Yeah, let's let's first see if maybe Duffner told them don't play nine yards back. Right. Let's hope he said, okay, don't. I'm not giving you the leeway this time. Because I remember they inter- interviewed uh, MJ Stewart. And he flat out said, no, it wasn't the coach. He, they just gave us the leeway to do it. So if you're doing that and everyone sees it, other teams see it, don't give them that freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say your farthest you can go back is maybe six yards. Yeah. And that's if because it, it's like third and 15. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of seeing 10 yards back and it's third and five. Right. No, I, I completely agree. And it was funny that, you know, Coach Cutter brought it up yesterday. He's like, he's like, yeah, we're stopping the run, but we haven't really faced run first teams yet. I was like, well, <laughs> you're giving up the pass at a historic rate. Like, why are, why are teams going to run the ball when they know they can throw six touchdowns on you like Mitch Trubisky did, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's... It's just mind-boggling to me. I'm hoping, like, with the change, that's a wake-up call for everybody in the organization because it shows, like, hey, you better be accountable or your ass is going to get fired, and that's player or coach. Like, these guys need to start doing their jobs. If you don't, then you can see you see the results. I mean, it's obvious, and you just can't put your offense in that predicament. You can't be 21 down 21-6 before the half and expect your team to win. Like, it's just too hard in this NFL game. You know, 80% of the time, if you lead at halftime, you're going to win the game. That's a given. That's a fact. That's 80%? 80%. Okay. Yeah, that's that's out there. It's been written. So, you know, it's just... Sometimes I just go with it, but you're <laughs> adamant. Okay. I like it. I like it. But, but that's a hell of a stat, and we better get a damn lead early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like... Uh, so I'm I'm saying this. I hope to God Whitehead's hamstring isn't that bad. I think he's gonna play. He be, he better play. I'm tired of these damn soft tissue injuries. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. And then I also think Carlton Davis coming back would be ginormous as well. Yeah, that's a big plus. So if you have him manning, being pressed, being using that lanky ass body of his, I think that will greatly help our defense. Mm-hmm. Not because I I do not like Ryan Smith. I think it's obvious i've made the big point of that yeah he has the athleticism just doesn't have the head in my opinion mm-hmm. so that's right. my opinion and that's i'm going to stand by it i agree um grimes i think he still has it so i think grimes and davis on the edge on the outside to me looks good against a browns offense who jarvis landry is their number one they right. gave him huge money yeah but there's nothing that scares you about him he ran like four six forty He's really good at and crafty with routes, and he has great hands. Right. But he doesn't have size. He doesn't have speed. He's just a all-around good player at his craft. He's not great. Yeah. He's not Mike Evans. He's not going to scare you. Yeah. So 
I would man him up with Carlton Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, as far as their weapons, I mean, Landry is like probably my first. He's their number one, two, and three. If yeah, not. but he's like not even like my biggest concern when looking at their offense. For us, when I look at our defense and going up against their offense, my concerns is Najoku and their running backs as far as out of the backfield. That's what scares me because of the matchups that they'll be able to present against our linebackers mm-hmm. and then our safeties as far as in coverage. So that that scares me more than say a Landry, where I know Carlton can you know he can go out there on him and, and at least disrupt him somewhat, you know make him less of, uh, less effective. But I mean, this front four has got to start winning. Uh, Vita Vea is going to get his first start, which is promising. That's exciting. Uh, they they got throwing fi- James fans. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm hoping this D-line can can collapse this pocket, keep Mayfield inside there, and, and make him make some uncomfortable throws, and hopefully we can get some damn interceptions. I think we only have one so far. So, Justin Evans? Yeah, so That's it. hopefully we can make some plays. But, yeah, I mean, looking at their offense, uh, again, they're slow starters. They've only scored six points in the first quarter. That's six in total through six games. That's not good. Uh, so you have the opportunity to start fast against this team and get a lead. That is something that needs to happen. Like it's not a can happen or whatever. It needs to happen, um, or else this team's going to be in trouble. We can't let the Browns hang around um, into the second half. And to that point, I agree with you about the running backs. That's a blatant, obvious weakness we have. Our linebackers suck at covering the running backs. Yeah, our corners don't know how to help cover the running backs. Or they just shy away from it. Right. So that I fully agree with Njoku. Not necessarily because the way I saw Whitehead covering Hooper over how uh, Ryan Smith covered him. Oh, true. Yeah. Total night and day difference. Yeah. He was on him like White and Rice. Yes, he's small. Mm-hmm. He'll be beat by the jump ball, but he's still going to be in the guy's face and there's right. going to be competition. And, that, and that's all we want. Like, that's all we want from this secondary is, like, guys contesting plays. Like, we just want guys on people. Like, if, if the guy catches the ball but we have a defender on his back, like, that's what yeah. we that's what Just we, give it a challenge. Don't yeah. be wide open with not a guy around you for yeah. 10 yards. Yeah, that's all we're looking for. Like, just be able to make it difficult on opposing offenses. We're not asking this team to shut out opposing offenses. Yeah, and they have a damn good chance to shut out the Browns this week, actually. But will they do it? Probably not. But they should be able to at least hold them under 20 points. Like, it's time to be assertive and be aggressive and, and start making some plays. And you're at home, too. Right. So, I mean, I hope to God some of these Bucks fans get out there. Please be loud. Yeah. Don't be cheering for the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, with them only scoring six points in the first quarter, I don't even see them as a team that has the ability to come back from a bad – Right. From, a, from being down so much. Right. So, like, if you get on top of them – and you can set the dogs on them, send JPP, Curry's going to be out, damn. Mm-hmm. But Nassib around the edge, Vita right. Vea pushing the front. Right. Like, I think you could con- contain Mayfield, mm-hmm. especially with Vea not allowing the middle. Right. And Bo Allen doing his job. I mean, containment, I think, can be there. I think we can outsmart Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I hope we can outsmart him. I hope so, too. <laughs> it's just playing your, your defense. But I really don't think if we do get a lead, we should win this game. There shouldn't be right. like the Eagles, how they came back, how the Saints came back. Look at the two teams that came back. The Browns should not be able to come back. They don't have the weapons. 
unless you're going to be thrown to Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb, and they just make mm-hmm. crazy plays. Right. I mean, so if we get an early lead, I'll be very happy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if this is a close game, I'm not. Com- I'm not happy about. It. I'm. Not, I'm not confident in anything because yeah. they are physical. Right. Leading into their defense, they're very physical and they like to push you in your face and play press a lot and they yeah. disguise a lot. But I mean, if we're down mm-hmm. or if it's close, I w- I'm if even if we have a three point lead, I'm not confident. Yeah. Yeah, and and one last point on on the offense, and then we'll go into the defense uh, for the Browns. Their offensive line number, their left tackle. That is a guy you need to attack consistently. I don't care what it is, like bring pressure off the edge against that guy because he's just very raw, doesn't have good technique. I would expect JPP to at least win some one-on-ones. I mean, it's it's got to happen. Like this defensive line needs to win one-on-ones, especially when Vita Vey is getting triple teamed. You know, like you've got to be able to win your one-on-one matchup. So hopefully we see that. But anyway. What about their center too? Yeah, their center playing with a high ankle sprain. So – Vita Vea, eat him. Yeah, like get that guy moving uh, east and west and, and put pressure on him. Uh, so this should be an opportunity for the defensive line to shine, especially since the Browns have given up the most sacks so far uh, in the NFL. So it's, I mean, it's prime pickings for this for this defense to have success. But anyway, let's get to the, the big topic, which is the offense, which our team needs to lean on. Like offense has to carry us. Uh, our good friend Stephen Beck put out an article about our offense being in the top 10 so far in scoring. Uh, getting to 350 points is, is like an automatic for playoffs, and this team is on pace for that, surprisingly. But the problem is their defense <laughs> has been so historically bad that we're only 2-3 and three for, for right now. So easily it could be 4-1, and one, but it is what it is. And uh, hopefully this offense with Jameis Winston leading it can be – that offense that we know it can be and put up points. I think we've been both saying this all year. Our offense isn't the issue. It never has been. Right. We both knew that we're going to be able to score. And I said in the beginning of the year that we, no team should be able to stop us pretty right. much. The way we can match up with anyone, and we've been saying it all year, mm-hmm. you can't match up with us one-on-one and beat us. You just can't. Right. We will beat ourselves – or we'll just give you all the yards you want based upon how bad our, our defense is. Mm-hmm. Because across the line, I don't have to name them all. Right, right, right. Y'all know. Yeah. And Howard, middle of the field, will always be open. Mm-hmm. Deshaun, over the top, will always be open. Evans, cross the middle, slanting, will always be open. Yeah. It's when you pick and choose based on the other team's defense. Mm-hmm. Again, this is where we say the coaching doesn't apply – their weapons yeah. to the weaknesses of the defense. Mm-hmm. As again, it's running Cutter's agenda of let's push the ball deep, let's make Winston sit in there, five step drop, wait, wait until the cut, and then okay, now throw it. I'm getting sick and tired of it, and you're still going to see it again. And against a defensive line like they have, it to me it's again you what could happen is we could win. In a nice fashion, or the Bears game could happen as well. <laughs> a team that didn't have any offense. We even said, oh, it doesn't have an offense. You shouldn't be scared that much about anyone on their team. Mm-hmm. Oh, but their defensive line is good, but their secondary is iffy. Right. Their D line is good. You have the, one of the best defensive ends in the league, Miles Garrett. Yeah, for you sure. you got to almost have two guys on them all the time. Mm-hmm. 
You have Emmanuel Agba. He's not bad. He's actually pretty good. I liked him coming out. And then your guy, Larry, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, I don't know. Larry Agunjbaibi, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. But he's doing pretty good, and he's an inside rusher. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it's another 3-4 team. Yeah. yeah. How do we fare against a 3-4 team? <laughs> Not too good. Um, yeah, I mean, defensively, like Mark said, they they start up front. They have a really good front seven. They will be missing Joe Schobert, which is – that's a huge loss. That's a really good player for them. Still have good linebackers, though, and Jamie Collins and, and uh, Kirksey. Uh, secondary, eh, it's, 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 uh, it's okay. I mean, nothing special again. Uh, Denzel Ward, a really good young rookie corner. Uh, and then on the other side, I think they're going to probably be starting T.J. Carey. Uh, their safeties, eh, okay. I'm not sure if – does Peppers? Is he like a – Peppers is out there, yeah. He's a starter? Okay, so he's playing – um, yeah, so they have some athletes uh, across the board, and they definitely like to bring pressure as they're run by uh, defense coordinator uh, Greg Williams. So he loves to bring the blitzes, uh, zone blitzes. So, And that's kind of what scares me with this game, especially with Jameis. So I'm hoping Jameis can really be sharp but get the ball out quickly and not let him sit back there and think too much because – when he starts thinking too much, then you, you're prone to, you know, those interceptions that you just don't want to see. So hopefully we can be smart with him and, and get him moving maybe east and west and outside the pocket and let him throw on the run. Yeah, that's saying something. I mean, I looked over Winston's game tape against the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons' defense is not good at all. Right. But we made a big point of saying that yeah. last week and that we should have thrown for as much yards as we did, mm-hmm. almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. The, he did damn well. Right. Some of his timing routes were great. Some of his placements were great. Some weren't, but right. that is Winston. And he played, and I'm not going to say lights out, but he, he did his job. He did his reads. Mm-hmm. People on Twitter are so mad. Oh, but look at this guy. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter about what guy you saw on a, a clip that we put up. Mm-hmm. Winston has his reads, too. It's a one, two, three, and it's got to get the hell out or throw the ball away. Right. So if his first read is open, he's going to hit his first read. Or if he thinks that first read's open, he's going to have to hit it. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't matter what Humphreys is doing if he's the third or fourth read. So, I mean, he's just a decoy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Humphreys is the main guy, and that's why what happened on that really deep pass. I couldn't believe they actually attacked a weakness. <laughs> but, I mean – I, I I get fed up with people knocking Winston for not hitting a man that yeah in a video clip that I put up mm-hmm. he this guy's open but he went after this guy right. look at the actual read and see if was the guy triple teamed like he did last year against the Vikings mm-hmm. he just force fed Evans did he do that this game no no he didn't so and then someone's like oh but Godwin was double no he was not. He was one-on-one with a linebacker. Right. If he throws it higher, that's a touchdown. So, I mean, I, I'm defending Winston on this game. I hope he keeps showing it. Right. He, To me, he's always been that good of a quarterback, and I still am going to stand by his side, and not just as a Bucks fan, but as a Winston fan. Mm-hmm. And I want him to do good and prove that he is this good of a quarterback. And I hope he can light up this Browns team, which he mm-hmm. probably can. He has everything you need to be a great quarterback. Right. And – just, I think this is more of me defending Winston's uh, <laughs> abilities yeah. and just looking at the Browns team and seeing youthful and then they want to be very aggressive and push you in your face. Yeah. 
I'm looking at our, our weapons. I'm looking at them wanting to be aggressive. That can bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. And I think if Winston has any time, yeah, he can make that happen. Especially if they only have that one safety deep. Right. We can eat that up. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, we can definitely. I'm not saying we can't take advantage. But my main concern is, like, just protection. And then also, are we going to be creative enough to get these guys out in space where it's easy throws for Jameis to make consistently? Uh, I just don't want to see it where it's a lot of contested throws and you put that pressure on Jameis to make perfect pinpoint placement. You know, I want to see a scheme guys open. I want to see that more. I see it with every other team except us. And that's just what that's frustrating to me when you have a guy like OJ Howard, who can just run a simple drag route and be wide open. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, simple things like that where we can attack every level of the defense you know, and we just don't do that. Like, it's just not there. So I'm hoping we can, first off, run the football efficiently, which I think we can. I like how Payne Barber played last week, and I think he can continue that success. But with saying that, we need to run the ball out of spread formations and, and be more diverse and not try to – because if we try to run in heavy set against this team, we're probably not going to be very effective because this team is physical, the Browns are. Uh, they have very physical front four or whatever front three, whatever you want to say it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just that's why I was looking at like Baltimore tape today. Like Baltimore ran out of spread and they had success. Like getting the ball on the edges, attacking their edges uh, with tosses or just uh, doing stretch runs, very effective. Like if it's blocked, ex- you know, blocked effectively. Yeah, another point to running against them. I saw they always have Miles Garrett in. Um, Agba standing. Right. And that's another thing. So they're so tall and lanky. Yeah, so it helps them in the pass rush. But if you have a guy standing Mm -hmm. already and it's a run play, you have leverage already. You're under him. You can push him backwards. Right. That's probably another reason why they're getting run over. Mm -hmm. But they're not getting run the hell over. But where we could actually run against this team because their best players on the edge are already standing. Yeah. Yeah. And unless... They get leverage and get under the, the tackle, and they can actually swim under or push mm-hmm. someone around. They they can't make the play. Right. So I'm hoping we notice that too and start changing the runs. When you see if Miles Garrett's standing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't run right at Miles Garrett. Neither did the the Ravens in the game I was watching. Yeah. But if you see these guys standing, you got to attack that. Right. And it's usually meaning okay, they want to get after you. Yeah. So if you're standing and they're not leveraging down to try and get up and under you, that's that's all not. Defensive line, offensive line game is. It's mm-hmm. leveraging. Yeah. And yeah. they're giving it away. Yeah, what the Ravens did smart was, like, they brought two guys. Uh, they ran two guys at Miles Garrett, you know, on that toss play, and then they'll have another guy to come across, get their linebacker, and you kind of create that seam, and that's that's what you want to do. Again, their linebackers, even though they're good, again, they, they're suspect too. They're not overly, like, fast. They have some speed, but they're not like they're not going to blow by you like a Deion Jones or a Quan Alexander. So, again, those are guys that you can attack. And like Mark said, when those guys are standing up, you have leverage, especially if you're Donovan Smith, guy who likes to run block and get out there. Then you got to take advantage of that. Use OJ Howard to to double team and and take advantage of of those opportunities. But again, I, the main thing is like. Are we going to be able to scheme this properly? Are we going to give Jameis Winston enough time to make his reads and avoid those turnovers? Because the Browns lead the league in turnovers as far as takeaways. So that is something that you have to avoid and help our, help our team, help our defense. 
Oh, let's see who's going to start at right guard, too. Yeah, that's that's a good question. With us saying how good their defensive line is. Yeah. I mean, if Beninok's out there and he's facing a guy that's that much bigger and mm-hmm. more aggressive than he is, because, again, like I've been saying all year, Beninok doesn't have the weight to defend against some of these guys. Right. They can push him around because of that. Mm-hmm. And they're big. They're all big. Not one of them is undersized. All of them are above 300, like, besides they're outside guys. Right. So, I mean... That's what he's going to be facing all the time. Are we going to put in Evan Smith? I sure as hell hope so. Yeah. I, th- I pretty much flat out put it out there multiple times saying how I don't like it. He's pretty good against the run. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Not pretty. He's just he's all right against the run. He's better than pass defense. Right. But I, I do not want to see him out there. i rather see us have Evan Smith in there and then bring him out when he needs a breath. Right. right? Yeah. But... I agree with you about the timing. It's it's all going to live and die by number three. He's mm. always going to get the crap when we lose. Yeah. And he's going to get the glory when we win. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be. So, offensive line, do your job. I hope we can run the run the ball. Mm-hmm. Again, OJ is going to be open. He's always open. Yeah. Djax, if they do play that single high safety, mm-hmm. he's going to have an outlet. Yeah. There's going to be it's, it's just like you said. Give it time. Yeah. We give him time. Winston will hit it, and I hope, oh God, I hope he hits just one deep ball, just so everyone shuts out. <laughs> no, there's going to be opportunities there, but again, it's it depends on how we present that. Like, how do we set that up? How do we uh, create those coaching? Op- yeah, exactly. Coaching matters, people. So we've been saying it. It matters. Yeah, you can have all the execution you want, but it's much harder to execute if that play design is not properly. Uh, put out there as far as what these players are being asked to do. Like if you're putting them in bad positions where you're having three guys run in the same area and you're causing a, a you know, a, a jumble, like a cluster, I wanted to say something else, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just not going to work. Like you have to be able to create space. And I say that consistently. I, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's what every team does. I mean, just watch the Rams every week. They create space. You look at the Broncos last night. They were creating space with Manuel Sanders and um, Demarius Thomas. Like, it's just, it's simple football. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> but any other points about the Browns? I wanted to add one little surprising thing. Okay. Uh, I popped in my head. Anything else you want to talk about, them? No, I mean, overall, I mean, I just hope this team comes out with some urgency and, and jumps on jumps on them early. I think if we can get a lead uh, quickly and, and just keep building that, I think we'll be fine. Uh, again, like you said, I mean, this team doesn't really have anything that's going to frighten you. Like they, like you said, they don't have an identity. Um, they don't really know who they are yet. I'm hoping the Bucks can figure out a way to just attack and, and consistently put up points and help this defense win. I agree with all of your points. <laughs> 100%. I couldn't have said it better. Like, it just – this is a game, again, we should win. Right. Am I confident we're going to win? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why coaching? Yeah. Flat out. But let's go on to my little surprising point. I was doing some uh, brainstorming in my own damn head, and I was like, oh, since <laughs> – this is what goes on in my head, guys. Okay, so all this trade talk and everything, the trade deadline is October 30th. Correct. At 4 p.m. Yeah. On the dot. 
So you saw Carlos Hyde get traded. Now Nick Chubb starting. You hear all the other rumblings of every damn Raider is on the block. Mm-hmm. Mari Cooper, Carl Joseph, we've all mentioned about mm-hmm. liking him. Um, Gary Conley. Damn, all yeah. of the Raiders. Yeah. That, and there was some other guy, but then you, you heard rumblings about Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite of all of them. And then the Cardinals GM came out saying, oh, no, he's not, he's not on there. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fires, be honest. Right. If something good enough, enough or good enough came and a guy, a GM that he kind of knew, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was friends with, could get it to strike a deal. So this is my brainstorm situation. Looking at the Cardinals and how bad they're doing right now, they have a new first-year coach. That first-year coach switched that defense to a 4-3. Right. What do we run, a 4-3? True. We suck terribly against the secondary. If there was a way to get Patrick Peterson, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I know this is going to get a little heat probably. <laughs> but in my eyes... To me, trading Gerald McCoy, uh-oh, I said his name. <laughs> trading Gerald McCoy, some people love him, some people hate him. I like him. I like him a lot. But I really like Patrick Peterson, too. And I think if you can somehow manage to get McCoy, who both of them have the same similar uh, salary cap hit. Yeah, contracts. I think Pat Peterson has 11, McCoy has 12. Right. Ooh, 1 million. <laughs> but if you were to trade McCoy for Patrick Peterson, that solves... Our secondary issue that gives Vita Vea his spot to just take over. Mm-hmm. We already are good against the, the run. Right. We're not going to lose that. Right. And you still have Curry and JPP on the edge. Yeah, because McCoy is already hurt. It's kind of hard, but I'm just brainstorming here. Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not be for that? Because to me, it's like giving the Cardinals something they want. They changed to a 4 3. They don't have a 3 technique, a natural 3 technique. Yeah. They have Robert and Kamadichi. He was. I liked him, but he's not Gerald McCoy. And I think you give a guy that wants to run a 4-3 defense, a guy like McCoy, I think they may would willingly give up Patrick Peterson, especially since Jason Light is familiar with the Cardinals, came from there, probably knows the personnel and people up there. Right. I'm wondering if, if that would ever be on the table for you. If it was just those two guys, yeah, I would absolutely do that trade. I would do it twice on Sunday and maybe twice on Saturday. But <laughs> because when I look at Joe McCoy and, you know, I get the argument and I've seen this on Twitter. Yeah, we need him because he has pass rush and we don't want to lose that pass rush because we suck at it so far. And it's like you're you're demoting your pass rush down. It's like, no, you're not because Joe McCoy – and maybe if this was – maybe if we go back a few years when he played under Shiano or even Lovey Smith, uh, maybe – I would probably say no. I'd be like, no, Joe McCoy, he's, he's pretty good. Like, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. But <laughs> he's always in the top 100, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, for, I'm pro Joe McCoy. Yeah. I think more than Mike is, but my, – My thing is, like, the guy averages 30 tackles a year, eight, eight and a half sacks, which is nice. That's, that's great. But he's not a difference maker. He's not a game changer. He's not a guy like Fletcher Cox, who you know is going to wreck the game and make plays consistently and find a freaking way to (laughs) change the game as far as winning and losing. And that's what it comes down to. It's wins and losses, and McCoy just doesn't do that. I don't care. You look at the tape. You watch him. Yeah, he'll make 
one to two splash plays. Mark, you watch the tape every week. Have you seen McCoy jump off the tape this year? Be honest. No. Yeah. I've seen when they do the stunts. Right. But him genuinely beating one-on-one? No. It's not happening. Or even beating a double team, a guy that is paid to beat a double team? No. Right. Yeah. And does he look as fast as he has in the past as far as get off? Technically, I mean, actually, yeah, no. Yeah. No. And to be honest, like, my defending of him was he's a natural three technique, and what he normally does is just he shoots gaps. Right. But, yeah, you're right. He, I, to be honest, I haven't seen him shoot that many gaps this right. year. And maybe they're not asking him to do that. That could be a thing where in this defense, you know, as far as Lovey Smith, when he asked him to be that penetrator, and maybe they're not asking him to do that in this defense. I don't know. I don't know what he's being asked. And they That's might true. not be using him correctly. But as far as, as far as McCoy goes, I mean – if you could get a Patrick Peterson, who you know is a shutdown corner, can play special teams, uh, can make plays, make game-breaking plays, had an interception last night, uh, a guy that consistently shows up, and a guy that know, you know, like, you don't have to worry about that side of the field. Like, that side of the field is taken care of. We got PP over there, and he's just going to make plays. PP. <laughs> PP, I know. I just said that. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, I would make that trade. Now, it probably wouldn't be just him for him. It would, it would probably be... Not throwing a third. Yeah, it would probably Not be... Not Spence. You probably have to add some picks. You might even have to throw in a second and, and Noah Spence, like you said. Maybe a couple other players. Who knows how it would work as far as salaries. But, yeah, if, if you could make that deal, I would do it 100% because right now... You you got to find a way to shore up that secondary, and if you can, give this team a chance. Like this defense only needs to be average. Like they don't have to be great. Like all we need them to do is hold teams to twenty four points weekly. Our offense is going to put up twenty eight. Like that that's that's a thing. That's a given. Yeah. If we can do that, you're you're going to the playoffs. No, and I, I I'm the one that came up with this thing. <laughs> and but the thing is, is like I agree with the, every point you're making. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a soft spot for McCoy, I'll be honest. but Yeah, I mean, I the guys like, he's our franchise player. He's been here for so long. But you know what else? He's also been the consistent problem as far as the losing. Like, he's yeah. been the constant. I, I, I want to say problem. I take that back. But he's been the constant as far as during this losing streak of what we've had. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that we wasted his prime, but it might be a time to, to move on. That's true. Yeah. I mean, to me, it is all a just made-up situation scenario. Yeah. But if you look at it, if you did make that trade, you have PP, <laughs> Patrick Peterson on, yeah. the, on one side and Colton, Dave, Colton Davis on the other. Those are two aggressive big corners. That would be amazing. Right. But then again, that's all just made up. We still have McCoy. The Cardinals still have Peterson, this is just something that we wanted to say, or I wanted to say, right? just to stir up a pot and see what the hell y'all had to respond back. And please, tweet us, respond back to any way you can. I, I want to hear your, your opinion on that. And if you were for or against that, yeah. and if you think the Cardinals would even think about it. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, in your sentiment about McCoy being the reason, no, I, you took it back. He's not the reason at all. Right. We did waste his prime. Yes. It's just been him, and now there's actually guys around him, and for some reason he's not showing up. Yeah, I, it's, He's not that old. He's 30. Right. Peterson's 28. If anyone's wondering, 
it's very similar. That's why I was thinking, holy crap, they're so close and everything. It could work. Right. But, I mean, McCoy, please get better faster. <laughs> and I'm not saying that just because I want to trade you. <laughs> but I want to see you on the field and I want to see you produce. Right. Either way, you're a Buccaneer. You've, you've shown you can rush the passer. I just want to see you do it again. Yeah. What does he have, one sack? He's got one and a half or so. But oh, forgive me. <laughs> same thing. But, yeah, no, I agree with that. I want to see him produce. I want to see him be the guy that he thinks he is and, and knows he can be. Um, I just want to see it on the field. I want to see some fourth-quarter game-breaking uh, plays. Like, get in there and make a difference for your team. Change the If your defense is stinking so bad, find a way to change that. Find a way to be a difference maker. That's just something that, you know, irritates me. Um and then it doesn't help when – I know we said this last week, but, like, dancing when you're down eight points. Yeah. But, you know, it's like – I know you're trying to be the positivity and, and, and bring that, but I think you need to get in these guys' faces and making sure they're doing their jobs, and that starts with everybody, and including yourself. Like, you you need to go out there and do your job. Your job is to get after the quarterback and make plays. You need to do so. <laughs> As usual, we always agree. I mean, there's going to be a time. Or you got a little heated about me saying about McCoy, and then you got mad. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I agree with all points, and that's why we do so well talking bucks together probably. But, uh, yeah, that scenario, I hope it does come true. But other than that. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. We'll I find, mean, yeah. October 30th isn't that far away. I think it really depends on our record. Like, if we're, you know, four and three after two straight wins, then I can see us, you know. Turn them loose. Yeah, turn, <laughs> turn them loose and try to find a way to, to make trades. But and then again, if we're if we're two and, what would we be, two and, Six? Two and five, if we're two and five before the trade deadline, then I can huh. see veterans being moved like Deshaun or maybe a Brent Grimes or yeah. a Noah Spence, who I think Noah Spence is – most likely to get traded if we're going to make a move uh, just because I think he's... We're just pissing him off more and more. Yeah. I don't just, think he wants to be here. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Hopefully he's going to get playing time this week, and I I would love to see him to make some type of play. But anyway, uh, but yeah, this is a game that we should win. Cleveland Browns, they're just... They're the Browns. I mean, <laughs> and you're at home. Like, you have to win at home. Uh, I'll go out on a limb saying this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said two weeks to prepare Mike Smith, you're going to get fired. Or something's going to happen. Yeah. It's true, though. Like, if you lose to the Browns at home, it doesn't matter if they're young and upcoming. Mm-hmm. They got a rookie quarterback. They're on the road. They're so inexperienced. They have yeah. no identity that we've been saying. And you have every weapon in the world to use. Mm-hmm. If you lose... I don't see how the the Glazers can sit there and just smile. I know you made that point of, oh, they've never fired anyone in the middle of the season. I'll tell you this. I think if we lose, Dirk Cutter can just hand in his resignation. I, That's I, true. I think, I mean, if they lose to the Browns, I think he's he's done. I, I think he'll finish. Four in a row. Yeah, I think he'll finish the season, but he's going to be fired regardless. Like, I just yeah. don't see any way, especially you lose to the Browns. I just think that ship is just going to keep yeah, this is, sinking. This is, your, this is your time to kind of like – Build up. It's time to start putting some wins together to make up for those three in a row you just lost. You if have you lose to. a fourth in a row. You have to. Jesus, just yeah, like you said, sign it in. Yeah, <laughs> call it in. Be like, oh, just after the game, say, yeah, yeah. we also get fired. I'm and I'm firing myself. <laughs> 
Exactly. No, I completely agree. Uh, anyway, with that being said, I think we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, it's it's pretty much do or die for the Bucks. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the Gerald McCoy scenario. Let us know what you think about this Browns matchup. Uh, will the Bucks take advantage of this opportunity? Who knows? But anyway, have a great night. And let's go, Bucks. Let's get back to 500, 3 and 3. Please. <laughs>